Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 176 of Stream of Thought. And I'm here with Victor talking first about a complication with a podcast live stream. The anxiety, the frustrations, the things that uh, make you want to wish that you didn't have a live stream podcast. And then Victor talks about the basketball, or <laughs> the bicycle diaries. Which I took that from the movie, The Basketball Diaries. We talk a little bit about just uh, some of the hiccups, I guess you can say, that I experienced along the way since using a bicycle uh, all over town and riding in and around traffic and just little things <laughs> that have happened and, uh, you know, just shenanigans like that. So with that being said, episode number 176 of Stream of Thought, we hope you Enjoy. Anyway, how's your day been today? It's been crazy, man. It's been, uh, um, yeah, it, it's been, it's been unique. We did a, a podcast episode recording with a first time live stream with a third person on board. Turned out well, and since then i don't know i'm still i'm still trying to because i've been working on the media stuff on that end um in addition to so what you're saying is you need me to carry the this episode is that well, what you're saying kind of i mean it would <laughs> i i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to it you already you seem frazzled a bit uh, just a bit frazzled just, just a, a little, little, bit. little bit maybe a little bit yeah yeah all right so let me tell you what i've okay so then let me tell <laughs> you what i've uh what i've Thank you, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate incurred that. on my – so since being – since riding on a bicycle all the time, let me tell you all the little things I've experienced that I call oh shit moments, okay? okay? So for the, the second time now, I've almost been hit by a car. I'll come back to that though, all right? I'll, I'm going to come back to that. So let's see. First thing – first so have i mentioned to you any of the little quirks that have occurred to me since riding a bicycle all over town or not, aside, not aside from kind of the eccentric like traffic patterns and stuff like that i think that's the extent that you went into it nothing yeah. okay this pertains to the actual mechanics of the bike so oh okay so the first one was the the front wheel coming loose i remember one time while I was riding, it it felt loose. And I was like, what the fuck? It feels loose. And so then uh, I, I pulled over and I was able to tighten the front wheel. But it's not exactly the best feeling when that's something that you notice when you're going real fast. Because very easily... I mean, even though all of the weight of the bike is pushing down onto the wheel, a loose wheel is not so encouraging when you're going 25 miles an hour. <laughs> right. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know, it's it's not like when you're driving on the freeway like my friend did and his tire fell apart. You still have the protection of the steel car around you. Um, or maybe it's not steel. Maybe whatever the fuck. That's besides Titanium. That. Aluminum. So that was yes. one thing. That was the first thing, was the loose wheel. I could feel it as I was riding. I'm like, holy shit. So I tightened the wheel. Not a big deal. 
uh, on a separate day, I am riding, and all of a sudden, I hear this noise. I'm like, what the fuck? I hear this, like, almost like a crash sound, like a small crash. And I look behind me, the uh, the milk crate that I had affixed to the back of the bicycle. The so how do, okay, so you know how beh- behind a bike. So wait, hold hold on, hold like, on. Can I say that you lost me at milk crate? Okay, a milk crate, like a plastic container, like a think of a think of a. I don't know how else to explain it. Okay. Okay, fine. It's a I know what a milk crate is. I didn't know that that was, that was still a thing. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, okay. people put it on the people put it on the back okay. of their bike to All put right. stuff Fair in. Fair enough. So the way that I put this on the bicycle is so jutting out from the frame of the bike above the back tire is like this rectangular metal frame. And, on, and what you can do is you can take a milk crate or something and you can put it on top of that frame with twisty ties or a bungee cord or whatever to fix it on the, on the thing, right? So when I look back, I see the milk crate turned over, but it's hanging on. And I'm like, what the fuck? And bro, the fucking DoorDash order. The food that I was in the process of delivering is in the street. Thank goodness all it was was a burrito, bro. It did not fall apart. It stayed intact. But can you imagine if it was a larger order, what would have happened? Thank God it was only like a burrito, and that was it. So I pull over. I run in the middle of the street, and there weren't any cars behind me. I run back in the middle of the street pick it up i go back and i realize that the screws there the way that these are it's really difficult to describe but there were these two screws that were that were in the metal frame had like come out so my milk crate was still attached to the frame but the frame partially detached itself from the bike so that was one thing and i'm like what the fuck and so what i had to do in the meantime was i took my bike chain which usually just sat in the milk crate which i also picked up in the middle of the street i (laughs) i put it around the the seat and then i like tied it onto the milk crate so that it wouldn't come off. But what I've done since then, because I don't have any screws, do you remember the shoelaces that I took from J.C. Penney off the demo shoes to use as my own shoelaces on my personal shoes because I couldn't find the correct length, size, or color of shoelaces that I needed? God, do you remember that story from a few yeah, years ago? Yeah, I was going to say that that feels like it's so many years ago. I I can't even remember. That was like four. Wow. That was four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So anyway, those shoelaces had been falling apart because I'd been repeatedly having to tie them because they kept breaking. So I cut them in half, one of them in half, and I used that to, you know, uh, MacGyver my milk crate back on. (sighs) Anyway, that was one oh shit moment, another one. So you got the loose tire, 
and you got the milk crate. And then what happened one day was I had uh, – there's – so the battery, the light is connected to the battery, but sometimes uh, what I do is – when I pull over to the sidewalk and it's the evening or whatever, I turn off the battery so that light doesn't shine in people's faces as I'm pulling over. And I had, uh, uh, for some reason, just disconnected the light from the battery, but the battery was still on. I think it was during the daytime. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I don't need to put it back in. But over time, the wires had gotten just a little bit loose where they were dangling, and I hear this noise. And I'm like, what the hell? And I look down, and it's the wire to the light just hitting back and forth the spokes as they're spinning. And so I immediately break because I'm like, oh, shit. At any moment, it could catch, rip off of the uh, the light, and I very well – it could catch in the spoke, and I very well could go completely head over heels over the handlebar of this bicycle. That was another moment. So, so is that something that you were, like, legitimately worried about, or was that... Yes. Everything really? that I'm describing are things that I have been legitimately worried about. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, man. I, I Because very well, it could catch, and it could just rip apart. I don't fucking know. Or it could catch, and then the wheel will no longer spin, <laughs> and I can go over the handlebar. Yeah. So there's that. Give me a second to just catch my breath. Okay. And then what happened to me a couple nights ago was all of a sudden it was really weird. I'm riding the bike, riding the bike, and the chain got stuck. So I wasn't able to pedal forward. The bike was still moving, but I couldn't pedal forward. I'm like, oh, this is weird. The chain didn't fall off. It just, like, jammed. It got stuck somehow. So I pull over, and... I take a look. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It looks it looks to be like maybe it just needs oil, right? Maybe the chain needs oil. So there's that. So whatever. I, I kind of get it loose, and I continue riding. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Then the next day, yesterday, I'm riding again. I, like, just started the door dashing. Right after my first delivery, it happens again. This time, I realize that the reason the chain is locking up is because one of the f- brackets on the side of the chain. You know, you know how each chain, it's like a little, it's like a little cylinder, and they're all connected by these flat metal brackets on each side. One of those brackets was broken. And I was like, fuck, thank goodness I'm only half mile away from my apartment. And one, thank goodness I'm not far away. And two, thank goodness I'm not in the middle of a delivery because at any point this chain could just fall apart. If one of those things is broken, the other thing could break too. And I'm SOL. I don't have a working bicycle. So there was that. This is, and by the way, this is your motorized bike? The electric one, yeah. Okay. Now, coming back to the almost getting hit by a car. (laughs) The first time was was my fault. 
because I was at a stoplight and I was going to make a left turn. The the light is red and I was the first uh, vehicle, I guess you could say, in that left lane. But I'm in the left lane. I'm not in the left turn lane. I'm in just the left lane. I didn't. It didn't realize. I didn't realize until the light was about to change green that there was no left tur- designated left turn lane. And I didn't want to be that asshole. It's different. I didn't want to be the asshole on a bicycle, fucking up traffic trying to make a left turn, right? right. And so I'm trying to move back to the right lane. And I almost got hit by a car. So that was my fuck-up. But the other time was not my fuck-up a few days ago. Where I'm riding is, again, as close to the right as I can. And this car drives by me. Bro, this motherfucker came within, I don't know, six inches of me. Which, on a bicycle, the widest part of the bicycle is the handlebar so if you just nudge that handlebar a little bit i'm totally fucked and so we come to a light and i'm like what the fuck we come we come to a light and i pull up to the car and i'm being i'm not being aggressive and even though it's even though she's talking through the bluetooth she is she is in her own world she is consumed by this telephone call because i'm next to her and she doesn't notice me and so i go up a little bit in front of her and I just very non-threatening, non-aggressively, I point to her, so I know that I, so she knows I'm talking about her. I point to her, and then I put my hands next to each other to indicate that you fucking came very close to hitting me. And then I motioned with my hands. Then I put my hands flat out, and I put I push them up and down to let her know, like, bitch, slow the fuck down. And her response was this, dude. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, okay, go ahead. It's like you fucking, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You almost fucking hit me with your car. It's like, shit, dude. Motherfucker. Wow. And then, get this, dude. Get how crazy this is. Then, yesterday, because that was like four or five days ago. Yesterday, I'm at the park working out. And I see this guy with a bicycle. And uh, I was like, oh, hey, man, that's a really cool bicycle. Like, it was it uh, – why do you have such short, uh, narrow handlebars? It looked like, is it difficult? And he goes, no, dude, it's super easy. This is how I rode when I lived in New York City. It's a city bike. The reason that the handlebars are fucking so tiny is so that you don't get hit by a car. And I'm like, dude, I almost got hit by a car. Bro. He's like, yeah, it's – it's super nifty. It's really easy to, to navigate. It's not difficult at all. And I'd never seen such – I'd never see, seen a handlebar that was no joke uh, probably about six inches in length – or no, no, longer than that. Nine inches in length. It was less than a foot for sure. It's like, wow, dude. That's that, crazy. That's uh, – yeah. But yeah, it's a, just – those are the uh, the bicycle diaries. For you. <laughs> bicycle diaries. So so yeah. <laughs> um, in in the light of that, uh, did you learn anything, or was there anything that kind of uh, stuck out to you? Yeah, actually, I did, dude. No joke. I mean, okay. So so for example, the whole the thing with the chain and the light and the and the um, other thing, those are pretty uh, minute. 
But what I learned from almost getting hit by a car is like, dude, you can take every precaution necessary to be safe. All it takes is one fucking idiot to screw you over. So is that... All it takes is one jack. You, you, you know, what I learned is be fucking careful. Be, I was already cautious before, and now I'm, like, being extra cautious. But it's crazy because uh, think of all the things that you have learned in life. Learned in school, learned with your inter- interactions, with uh, just life experience, right? Dude, I am learning so many new things being on a bicycle every day. It's crazy. Wow. It's just different things that you take in, like, okay, I'm keeping this in mind for the next time I ride. Oh, when this, ha- like, when this happens, do this. When that happens, like, you are, uh, I am, how, uh, I guess you can say I'm, I'm honing my craft being a cyclist. I'm not even going to go that far and say I'm a cyclist. It's electric. <laughs> I cruise and I hang out. By no means am I a real cyclist that rides for, you know, miles and miles, you know, hundreds of miles. And, and yeah, I'm just hanging out. It's electric. I'm having fun. But I'm still out there. And you're and you're aware of the new dangers that present themselves in the most unexpected ways in the most unexpected places. I feel like that's that's a valuable, right? A lot of people Yeah, cuz I mean, you do what you do to be cautious and everything and Sometimes I can't make a left turn, so I have to make a right turn and make and make a U-E in the cross street and then go straight. But it's just little things that it's like, oh wow, I didn't, I didn't think that that was not on my radar. Right. You know. Yeah. Getting hit by a car, yeah, that's a given. But it's like, oh, I ne- it never occurred to me that the screws could come loose and my basket could come off. It never occurred to me that you know. The chain could get fucked up and completely fall off. It never occurred to me that when you undo the light, make sure you put it back on or wrap it around something so it doesn't come loose. Yeah. Uh, well, and and that's something, too, that I think about quite a bit, especially after my, my journey into Minneapolis and, and eventually getting hit by a car. Um, it was one of those things where I was thinking to myself, I just, I know what I need to do to keep myself safe, but I don't take into account all the other stuff that's going on in the periphery, right? The way the cars move, the way that all the, you know, the, the, the dynamic of the particular situation. And yeah, I, I, I paid the price multiple times and I think I, I, it's good. It's good to be aware. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Yes, it just brings your level of awareness uh, up a lot. <laughs> it's still fun though. I was like, I'm not afraid to go out and ride the bike. I have a lot of fun. I love it. But it's just learning, keeping things in mind as you're going along the way. That there's no way you would have that in mind unless you had an experience that would cause you to keep that in mind for the future. Right, and in theory, we would think that experience kind of breeds that uh that expertise that if you drive a motorized bike long enough in la then you'll get adapted to the whole culture of whatever the crazy ass driving mechanics uh for la i feel like all of us are just trying to you know make it make it work for whatever mode of transportation that we have for sure 
Switching gears, dude, I don't know if this has happened to you before, but I w- it was very upsetting where I'm online and I was like, oh, I could really go for a, I really need a massage. I don't know if places are open, like what's going on with that these days. And I Google and sure enough, like places come up. And so uh, I see on there, it says like, you know, the typical COVID bullshit you see everywhere that's, you know, wash your hands, blah, blah, do all the shit that you should have been doing since you were a child. But now they have it plastered everywhere. So I'm like, okay, this place is open. It's like, what type of massage do you want? Click, 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 click. And they're making me click through all this shit. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm just trying to see what time is available. And it's like, what do you have any pain? What type of pain are you experiencing? Click here. Like, where on the body? What type of massage would you like? What type of pressure? Like, every fucking thing possible for a customized massage. Click, 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 click. All right, boom. Let's select a day. And it comes up, you know, I'm sorry, this day is not available. Okay, what about this? I'm sorry, this day is not available. And then I see... It says, I'm sorry, this location is closed. Please visit one of our many other locations that is open during this time of the pandemic. It's like, fucking A. I just spent probably seven minutes of my life. It doesn't sound like it's that long. But when you're clicking through all this unexpected bullshit that you don't expect to click through, you're just trying to find a date and time. And they're asking you every question on the face of the earth. Finally, I get to the end. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we're closed. You couldn't say that, like, you couldn't somehow disable this feature or say that right in big-ass, bold red letters. Yeah, I had to go through, I had to jump through all these hoops before then I figured out that it was closed. What, was this uh, something that was, like, a national chain or something? Yeah, it's Massage I... Envy. Oh, God. I'm calling you oh, out, man. Massage Envy. Which... Wow. I, I didn't think you'd go there. I thought... We'd uh, we'd dance around that, but dude, let me tell you, I I it's one of those things too. By the way, <laughs> my God, so are you somebody who normally gets massages or something like that? I mean, sometimes I don't get them. I would love to get them every month, but I'm not making that a monthly bill. But I'll get one every few months. I can't remember the last time. Actually, yeah, I do remember the last time I had one. Last time I had one, I was in the val- – well, that's another story altogether. But, yes, I try to get them every – like, at least every three months, I'll try and get a massage. Just feels wow. nice. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Yeah, because that was one of those things, too. When I was uh, trying to uh, get the job up in Minneapolis, um, I had gone for a massage – and it was, I, I can't remember where it was, but uh, after after I was done, they're like, oh, you need like three or four massages to be able to like untighten the knots, stuff like that. I don't like, I don't know. I mean, my back feels tight, but like, I don't know anything about this. And it's like, oh, that might be good for my health. I don't know. Didn't get the job. So I haven't gone back since. And ever since then, I've been wondering you know what would what would have been like to to have like that that semi semi weekly kind of loosening of the muscles would that would that make me feel any better I don't know I, it's it's one of those things that's kind of a, a mystery for perpetuity yeah or they're just fishing for money I don't know and I mean you know, to what you gotta, degree you to what degree is it tr- to what degree 
is that is it absolutely necessary that you go back for whatever they say? You know what I'm saying? I will say though, and I I'm sure you've never had this. You're you're in a very good physical condition or whatever. But the look that they gave me when they said, um, we've never seen something like this before, like in your back muscles, I, I don't think they were lying. Um, yeah, but I don't still yeah, at, 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 at the same time, how much is actually going to help me? I don't know. Well, I've but, had I've at the gym sometimes uh, I remember seeing, you know, they have the person that stands there with their little portable whatever the fuck it is. And they just sling it out and it says the name of the company and then they have a a spine there and you can get like a free back check and then and every time it's oh you know they're just fishing for clients you know they'll just spit whatever bullshit i mean and i don't want to say that but i mean if you take a, a thousand people who don't go to the chiropractor most likely every one of them will need to see a chiropractor right but they spin it to a certain way like oh and we can do this for you and we can do that for you and i don't know it might work on some people i mean i'm like bitch i know you're just fucking trying to get money out of me like I, the, <laughs> the things you're saying might be true probably but guess what i'm still fine right now and it's there are certain scenarios where yeah it's probably in your best interest to go get braces or to see a chiropractor regularly or whatever the case is but it's not like this life-threatening thing you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why it's, that's why I always prefer going to people that I know, like Dr. Shannon, as opposed to going to like just a franchise where I don't know anybody. Right. Yeah. And and that's kind of how I feel. And by the way, talking about speaking and talking up um, particular things, we had our recalled podcast today. Another another live stream. And this was the first time that we actually had a guest on. And it was somebody who's doing a, a, a returning citizens kind of organization um, for women in that sphere. And it's the first time that Joe and I have had a chance to kind of explore that. It was ve- it was very interesting because Joe, Joe, Joe has an agenda. And... I love the fact that he always has an agenda. At the same time, it kind of, like, shuts out all the other things, right? He wants to promote stuff. He wants to he wants to make things seem the most positive and best situation that possibly could be. And the whole time, I'm thinking to myself, I don't think I spoke for about the first 30 minutes or so, <laughs> uh, like 25, 30 minutes, something like that. And the the whole time, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, we, we could be having, like, a real conversation right now about flaws, you know, stuff like that. Doesn't doesn't sell good. I'm not a PR person. Um, it's not my expertise, but at the same time, I also think, oh, we're, we're, we're missing great opportunities right now just to... To flesh out some of the, the why because he's trying things. to he's trying to get everything off of his checklist that he's trying to mention, and as opposed it's, to letting that conversation flow. Right. Well, and it, it's more promotion, right? It's, I understand. There, there's okay. a got it. There's got a P, PR component, and I feel like you living in LA would understand how important PR is to getting where you're supposed to go. That's not the the soup that I swim in, and so 
when I hear that stuff, it's like, uh, I understand the importance, but at the same time, that's not, that's not where I'm more comfortable in trying to flesh out certain, certain things that are said. So it was, it was this weird dynamic. I, I don't know. <laughs> so it was like, so what you're telling me is there were opportunities for you to jump in, but you just didn't know how to jump in. I chose not to. There there are times when we're called to speak and other times where silence is probably the best option because you, you, if somebody's on a roll, right, if we've got a venting Victor or ranting Ricks, right, neither of us are going to try and interrupt one another to be able to, yeah. to make our point because the other person is on a roll and it's just <laughs> you let it ride, you let it ride, just let it go yeah and so it, it was a shame though i mean because i felt like there was there was some really positive opportunities to be able to bring up certain things that could um relate to a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't hear a message like that i don't know i mean i i'm yeah i i'm just <laughs> all i can do is just offer um kind of my own assessment and I'm not going to be one to interrupt uh, if if somebody goes off on a tangent. So did you feel like your presence was unnecessary? Like you could have got done something else with your time today? <laughs> Were you waiting? Was it, was it like, uh, you know, you're on the team, you're waiting to go in, and the coach just had different things in mind, and you spent the whole day on the bench? Or maybe you get in for one play, and you're just like, I suited up for this. You know, you know those um, situations where the star quarterback ends up getting knocked out by the defensive player and has a concussion and is wheeled off the field, and then you go on and are able to throw a touchdown pass your first attempt. Mm-hmm. That was kind of how I felt in this moment, where it was it was not something that I like. I'm I'm. I'm just going to ask honest questions of people. I'm not going to try and be, like, sneaky or, like, whatever. It's just going to be raw and real in the same way that, like, you and I talk. And the question that I asked was something to the extent of if you... When when I finally, after 25 minutes, got a chance to speak, I said something to the extent of if you had not experienced this, would you still be the same kind of person or were you the same kind of person before in trying to lead people and create an organization and build something as opposed to where you are right now like had you never gone through that would you still find yourself the same kind of leader as you are post conviction and rehabilitation kind of thing and uh it was it the the most meaningful thing to me was that she had said, I never thought about that. No one's ever asked me that question. And so it didn't really matter the answer. Like, it was what it was, right? But the fact that we could find a new ground to build a conversation off of was something that uh, was encouraging for me. It, it's good to know that I can ask good questions. I know it's kind of, it may seem egotistical or whatever, but it's nice to know that I have 
certain things that other people haven't asked before, um, haven't said before, and yeah, I don't know. That's nice. I always try and think of questions. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, nice. is okay. No, no. <laughs> that was so patronizing. <laughs> what I was going to say was, I enjoy seeing the look on people's faces or to hear their reaction when they also say like, oh, no one's ever asked me that because when I ask people questions, I try and ask thought-provoking questions, things that people have never asked them, things that uh, pertain to a certain area of their life or business or wherever that they've never thought to share because they just get asked the same junket questions over and over again. And so when they say something like, oh, I've never thought about it, or that's no, no one has ever asked me that, it's nice because for a moment it's, it's refreshing for them to be having a conversation with someone as opposed to the same old, same old. And I wonder kind of where you come in on that perspective too because that, that's something too that I feel like I picked up from social media is that watching so many interviews on YouTube or whatever – um, social media platform of just interviewing people it feel it it becomes boring after a while because people are asking the same questions over and over again and i am i don't i mean they're they're doing the best they can but you you you've got I was going to say I was going to say uh asking thought provoking questions like that also demonstrates to them that you are actively listening to what they're saying as opposed to just the junket questions okay this person is done talking now i'm gonna ask this question they've answered it now i'm gonna and all the time too the shit that you see on social media or the people who are interviewing people they they are all asking most of the time are asking questions that they're given to ask by the producers you know what i'm saying it's it's not something that it's their brainchild. It's not them. It's just somebody else asking the question, and they happen to be the vehicle that uh, that question passes through to get to whomever it is that is being interviewed. I will say, I don't know if you feel this way. I don't know if you watch, like, celebrity interviews or anything like that. But the moment that a celebrity ends up answering a question that is kind of outside that box of the, the press junket kind of question that oh that's a really good question and there's that like acknowledgement of the fact that this person cares about me as a person as opposed to the the caring about the publicity and the whole ecosystem that exists and it's like man i like i i am i try to emulate that because for me it's it it is not about asking basic questions it's about getting to the person's soul and if you can find a way, if you know a person well enough or know the background of a person, like, you can ask some really damn good questions. Yeah, and some of them, too, I feel like, because I do watch celebrity interviews when they're doing press tours to, and everything, and, and some of them are same old, same old questions, like, how did you get involved in the project or what made you want to write this story? Like, I understand those. You, they're asking a question that they they just don't know. They answer to, and so they're asking it because they're curious, and you're going to hear that over and over. But then, for example, 
like uh let's say let, let's just take the um the Marvel franchise. I mean, can you imagine being up there and being asked, you know, hey, so what's it what's it like smashing things as the incredible Hulk? It's like I'm a fucking actor. This is a script. <laughs> yes. yeah. I expect yeah. that from a five year old, which I'm happy to answer that question. But you are a grown ass man or woman asking a stupid question. That so the saying, remember in high school or school they're always growing up, there's no stupid question or the only stupid question is the question that goes unasked that is an exception asking stupid questions like that what's it like to fly you know did it hurt when who's the fucking bad guy with the rings what's the dude's whatever did it did it hurt when when thanos disintegrated you it's like dude this is a like what the fuck are you talking about like you know Oh, that hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah. God damn. It hurts as, as somebody who is watching the interview, and I'm just, like, sitting here, like, rolling my eyes, like, gosh, did they really just ask that question? And and that is part of the, the reason, too, why I have no desire to become somebody who interviews people, but I'm, like, for me, I, I could give a shit less about how they have performed in their like studio enterprises and stuff like that, how famous they are, all the, the celebrity gossip, stuff like that. Talk to me about your humanity, right? Talk to me about the path that you took, the path that you're on right now, challenges, struggles, stuff like that. And it's not just about asking what's your, what's your struggles? What's your pain? Like give, give me your, your wounds kind of thing. It's about, trying to draw that out and create a a dialogue an actual conversation but yeah i i find i find so much irritation in some of those like press junkets where those reporters just ask just fucking stupid questions and it (laughs) it's painful because you have an opportunity to like engage with a human being who has gone through the trials and tribulations that i'm sure we can all relate to in some way or another. Like let's let's engage that. Let's do something with that. Let's try and generate a dialogue. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm not like, an expert. Uh, but it's like in that episode of that '70s show where uh, Bob goes up to Red and is like, "Hey, you know, President Gerald Ford is coming to town, and our Rotary Club or whatever the hell they're a part of." are going to have an opportunity to ask him a question. We want you to be the one to ask him a question. And so so throughout the episode, you see Red Foreman here and there, like just brainstorming, like, what can I ask him? Like, what? I have one question. What can I ask him? What can I ask him? And then near the end of the episode, they go up to him. He's like, okay, here's the the question we want you to ask him. And he's like, I thought I was going to be able to ask him my own question. And it's some stupid question, like, what's it like being president or something stupid like that. And then he's like, what the fuck? And then at the very end of the episode, he's contemplating, do I ask him the question they gave me or do I ask him the question that's on my mind? And then you see he's kind of thinking, thinking, thinking. And he's like, no, fuck this. And then he goes, yeah, I got a question for you. Why the hell did you pardon Nixon? And then the episode ends. And it's like, hell yeah, that's a fucking question right there. Not like something stupid like. What's it like being president? What's your favorite meal for breakfast? Or something stupid that has no substance to it. 
first of all, I will say that you are dating yourself by referencing that 70s show. <laughs> I think it's still just, hey, just gonna throw that I think out it's there. still on Netflix. I think it's still okay. on Netflix. <laughs> I can't remember oh, okay. I can't remember when that what part of the se- or what part of the series that episode was in. But just for those that don't know, this uh, recording is taking place and being published in December of 2020. And that 70s show <laughs> was on the air from 1998 to 2006. <laughs> man, oh man. No, I, I, I mean, I think, that, I think that's totally accurate, right? You got you to gotta break the mold every once in a while. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're all kind of called to do. All right. Well, I think that wraps things up. For episode number 176 of Stream of Thought. Until next time.